All right, everybody, welcome back to the Malapert Smart Podcast. All of our wonderful, lovely subscribers. 74. I'm very proud of this. Up to 74. Every time I see that the number changes, I go, yes, another one. We've captured another one. All right. Mm -hmm. If anyone's out there wants to help us out, we need subscribers so we can get monetized. Keep doing this show. We're not trying to do this for free. We need some money. Anyways, we got a segment today talking about pro wrestling. 2023 is about to end in a couple days. So we're doing an award show, the Malapert Smark Awards. So this is a very important award show. And there's no trophy, but just our praise should be good enough. This was Robert's idea this morning. He texted me. Robert, the frozen Asian, is with us, by the way. There he is. Still frozen. So, and Vlad is down there. Vlad, the wrestling expert. So we're just going to get... Down where? Down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, actually not. <laughs> oh, no. That's an old Scott Hall thing. Yeah, it. Vlad, you're so immature. But you learn from the best immature people. <laughs> Scott Hall is literally the most <laughs> immature guy. We're watching those videos. The old WCW videos has a lot of Scott Hall guy. in it. And yeah, it's really fun. If you guys want to see something cool, go back and find our playlist of the WCW after Hogan turned evil. A lot of cool Scott Hall stuff in there. But we're here to talk about our 2023 year-end awards. So let's get to it. Robert, why don't you start since this was your idea? Let's just do best wrestler first. We'll go around the horn. Who was your best wrestler of the year? I will pick MGF. All right. Because he carried AEW for the whole year. Roman Reigns had a lot of really big matches, but I think his inactivity, as far as my vote for best wrestler of the year his inactivity especially th- for the second half of the year really hurt him as far I as agree with you on that. like who i would choose as the best wrestler of the year so i'm going with mjf all right all right how about you vlad who's your top number one wrestler of 2023 well, it could only really be two people and it's the two people that robert just mentioned it could only either be roman or mjf realistically now there's a point to make and robert basically made it that the few matches that Roman has had kind of hurts the fact that he could he be rest of the year despite having like 11 total matches in 2023. I think it's a valid criticism, but I also think everything that he was a part of was also really, really good. Well, MGF worked more the last half, especially once he kind of turned face, has not really been good. So, I mean, if I have to pick one, I guess I'm going to agree with Robert that it's MJF, but... It's really close. Like, you could easily make a case for Roman. I mean, easily. But just because I think MJF doesn't have the WWE machine behind him, his booker is working against him, the creative is awful for him. It's everything that's opposite. To, like, Roman Reigns has all the breaks. Like, he's working whatever he wants. He has a machine behind him. It's true. Completely behind him. And the creative for him is almost always flawless, for the most part. It's everything that MJF doesn't have. So, And he's still, despite that... We still consider MJF like one of the greats, like not just currently, but maybe even of all time, just based on his work in AEW. So I'm going to give it to MJF just for the fact that he has so much to overcome and he's still getting himself over despite all that. All right. All right. Interesting. I guess I'll go since I'm a part of this. I'm going to give mine to Cody Rhodes. And I can't give it to Roman because Roman, like you said, hasn't worked enough. He's just been sitting backstage talking to Paul Heyman, so I can't call him. Although you're right, Vlad, his storylines and stuff is good, but you know what? His storyline has been hurt this year because the Bloodline storyline this year is not what it was last year. Last year, it was really good. It had the whole Sami Zayn thing. Everything was hot. 
this year they jumped the shark they went too far with it so that hurts him i think that there's nothing going on with the bloodline hold on, hold on. No, hold on just to just to correct most of the stuff with sammy was in the beginning of well, it was the end of 22 into 20, the yeah, beginning of 20. Into the beginning of 22. So I would still say that he had a, well, we'll talk about that Sammy yeah. thing later. I think I'll come back because it's definitely one of my picks for something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But anyways, I'll let, you, I'll let you go. I'll let you go. I'm sorry. No, I was saying uh, Roman, the bloodline storyline. It trumped the shark because it should have basically ended. Cody, they didn't need to extend Cody another year to win the title. Like this was yeah. a waste. We didn't really get much out of it out of this being extended for another year other than it just kind of extended it for another year so that they could sell tickets but the proper thing to do would have been to end it at wrestlemania last year with cody winning so i don't really like his storylines mjf too he turned face and he kind of lost me there he's good he's good you know he's really good he's a good baby face and he's doing as best yeah. he can with it as best as anyone can with it but the whole thing with Adam Cole and the silly storylines, and I think especially since he has a role in creative in there, I have to take some points off there. Cody Rose, I see nothing wrong. He didn't book himself to lose at WrestleMania. He did everything they asked him to do, and his storyline hasn't been as bad. He fought Brock Lesnar, which was good for his character. He ended up winning, going over hot trilogy. I think that really was good for him, and he's carrying the company as a babyface, and fans are really taking to him. No one's saying anything negative about him, really. It's very professional. So I'm going to give it to Cody. I hope he wins the title at WrestleMania because that should be the story. It should have been the story last year, but they fucked it up so they can finish it this year if they want to. But that's all I got to say about that, unless anyone has a, a response. Well, I was, uh, no, well, yeah, just real quick. I think the only other names that I had that listed, I mean, I, it is one of those two guys. Or it could be Cody as well, but I did have Cody listed as a possibility. Seth Rollins is another one. Obviously, they hate his character. We talked about this, but he is a great worker. And a lot of people did have him as, quote unquote, the wrestler of the year in their whatever websites and picks and whatnot. And I think some love should be thrown Samoa Joe's way because I think he has been great for ever That's this true. whole. So I'm not saying he should be the wrestler of the year, but he should at least be in consideration. I'm just going gonna, gonna to throw out a couple names and that's it. That's really the list, like five, six guys that it could potentially be, but it really is. I had honorable mentions on mine, Dominic Mysterio. I did list MJF too. Interesting. And Gunther. Gunther's a great pick. Yeah, Gunther's a good pick, yeah. All right, well, I'm going to move on to the best angle of the year, which uh, we're doing this a little early. We're shooting this on the 29th, so the year's not quite over. We still have World's End, so Christian and Edge could still win this, possibly, depending on what they do in this angle. But you know what? I'm going to not bet on that. So let's just (laughs) not include that, I guess, and everything else. So I'll start with Vlad on this one. How about your best angle of the year, 2023? Okay, well, it was Sammy and the Bloodline angle that they had earlier this and the year breakup. that started. The breakup, him being part of it, how they broke up, what happened at the Royal Rumble, then their match uh, in Montreal with Roman, all hot, all tremendous, all great. I mean, the breakup at Royal Rumble, like when he hit Roman with the chair, is one of the best moments of the year, and that was like the beginning of the year. For me, as a wrestling fan, I thought that was so flawlessly done. I thought the whole thing, the build-up to it was so good. That was the best angle they had. I mean, you could say that it kind of started in 2022, but it was part of 2023. The Roman and Sammy match was in, like, what, February or March? I think February of 2023, prior to WrestleMania. Well, listen, if you got honorable mentions, I'm going to hold off on that till the end. 
because I don't want you, one of your honorable mentions to be one of ours. Okay, uh, go, I doubt it. I doubt it, but go ahead. I'll go second on this one. My angle of the year is Dominic Mysterio turning on his father, Ray, for not being there for him as a kid and their ensuing match at WrestleMania. That, to me, was so good. There was a lot of realism in it, maybe not between them, but you could tell maybe a lot of people on planet Earth have had issues with their parents, and it was very deep to a lot of people. My dad didn't like seeing it. He saw it, and it would hurt him. He was like, the idea of a son acting this way towards him, it made him actually hurt his feelings. But anyways, I thought that was super well done. They still had some dealings after WrestleMania, too, a little bit. And Bad Bunny was involved and everything, so I thought that was fantastic. That gets my angle of the year for sure, by far. How about Robert? So my answer is the same as Vlad's. Um, the Sami Zayn versus the Bloodline, he, even right. though that did start uh, towards the end of last year, it did continue at the beginning of this year. How it culminated in the Royal Rumble, I thought was very well done because the angle itself was awesome, but the payoff at, at that moment was incredible. It, it paid off incredible. in so many different ways in just that one segment at the Royal Rumble. It was fantastic so uh this angle had me wanting to know what's going to happen next i couldn't wait for the next episode of smackdown or or whatever sammy zane and the bloodline was going to show up i really couldn't wait to see what what happens next and that is something that doesn't happen very often for me where I, i'm actually intrigued and curious as to like i, I really really want to see the next episode it couldn't uh come fast enough you know so i don't think that the we management could have predicted that it would have gotten as hot as it did. I do think that they caught on to the fans' engagement and they found like lightning in a bottle and then they rolled with it and it built up to what it eventually became. I'm pretty sure that they didn't see that coming, that it was going to get that hot. Because honestly, if they did see that coming, it could have been a possibility where they would have somehow made the WrestleMania main event Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns instead of Cody. If they knew that the angle would get that hot, that could have been very easily a possibility. Like they will make that the main event. Yeah, I, I just so get the feeling that some of the top brass in WWE don't see Sami as a guy that could carry the belt Correct. or carry the company. I think that's what it is. I think they think of him as a good worker, a good mm -hmm. character to have, but as a but a guy that shouldn't exactly just be the champion and carry the belt like that. Whether we agree or not, I don't know. I mean, I kind of kind of agree to an extent that might be the case. I kind of see him as a secondary character more than like a primary guy, but not to say but that angle was brilliant. Absolutely. Yes. So I can't Anyways. take anything away from the angle. Vlad, what was your honorable mentions for best angle? I mean, there really wasn't that much because having a good angle is kind of a lost art. I, I'm going to say it's not so much that this was a good angle, but it took up so much time on AEW television that I at least have to mention that, and you know, I had so many problems with it, but I have to mention the MJF and Adam Cole thing <laughs> just for the simple fact, <laughs> just for the simple fact that it took up so much time it was on the air it was there for months now i know you could make a case that it's not even over it's like it's a, a continuous thing but the fact that they started off with that match and then it led to their being friends it started off well but then it just fell apart because of the yeah silliness. the first the title eliminator match they had where it ended right when the time limit ended and adam right. Cole was about to get the pin that was really cool and even their whole storyline together was really cool. It was just the dopey, silly segments that turned yeah, off don't, some of the audi audience. I don't, I don't even understand the point. Like, you're trying to kind of make this a serious angle, but, like, you're a world champion and the top challenger. 
but then at the same time you have like segments where like they're swimming with the big show or something I or i don't know they're the, and there's so many other they, like they're at the restaurants it was just so dumb but overall because it took up so much tv time and because it did kind of get over with the fans it has to at least be mentioned as honorable mention it has to all right, Robert. Did you have any honorable mentions? That was the same one. So uh, oh, okay. that that angle all, all the way up from the beginning of it till the all, all in, in or, London. Yeah, from the beginning to that point was I thought was really good. Now we did criticize a lot of the segments leading up to it, like when Adam Cole turned his back on MJF and pretty much said, go ahead, hit me, stuff like that. But I, I do like how in the actual match in All In, they did a lot of callbacks to the segments that we criticized. And it, it made sense what they did in the match. So it had my interest. So I, I, will, I do choose that as a honorable mention for sure. Well, that is a good lead-in to me because it's my turn to go first and I'm going to do best match. I'm not going to give any type of honorable mention to MJF and Adam Cole for that storyline at all. It deserves no honor as an angle. <laughs> I will not give any praise to the angle, but their match at the main event of All in London is my match of the year. Which is, I'm just taking it as the match by itself, the reaction from the audience and how people were on the edge of their seat and enjoying it. And it was a really solidly worked match, I think. And that's my match of the year in terms of, like, excitement. I mean, it was pretty close to a five-star match, too. There was interference, so there wasn't a clean ending. But that's the match I enjoyed the most. Match of the year, Robert. Okay. For me, I would choose the Iron Man match, uh, the Brian Danielson versus MJF. Yeah, but me and Robert are completely... (laughs) Wow, really? (laughs) Okay. Um, It was a high-quality match, and we definitely know what Brian Danielson is capable of in those type of matches. This was more of a revelation of MJF's talent. He has been doing great in everything that he's done up to that point, but I was definitely wondering how he would fare in that type of setting, where it was like an Iron Man match. Can he hang? How was his cardio? like what pace will they set when during that match what can can they how how long can they keep up that pace you know it was very well constructed i thought they told a lot of good stories in it as well so overall really really good uh, not a surprise for me considering Ryan Danielson's involvement. It was more of a revelation for what MJF's capable of. Not that he failed in anything else that he did prior to that. It was good to see that MJF was capable of those type of matches too. So that's my pick for match of the year. All right. I guess yours is the same, huh, Vlad? Well, it, it was, but I, I will say I have a whole bunch of honorable mentions that also are very close mm. to that match. But I will say that that match was the best for me because, first of all, I mean, we already knew that I think it kind of sealed MJF as being maybe the best wrestler in the world because we already knew that he was an amazing character, but we didn't know. We've seen him have good matches. We didn't know, like, the level that he can go to as far as having a classic match like that for one hour. Because going an hour is very difficult. Very few guys can have a really good... That may have been the best Iron Man match I've ever seen as well. There have been guys that have had great Iron Man matches and stuff like that. There was the stuff with Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. There was Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar. And there's been others. This was the very best one I've ever seen. So... 
Yeah, that was my pick, but I want to share some of my honorable mentions. I think the FTR versus Bullet Club Gold two out of three match uh, collision is one of the best tag matches I've ever seen. You know, and also happens to be one of the best matches I've ever seen. So definitely is that the one right that went there. to a time limit draw? Or is that the that was uh, the one where FTR won with five? That was the one ago. that they won, I believe. I yeah. believe the one that right. FTR won. Mm-hmm. The one Sorry, that they had before yeah. was also really good. Also yep. really good. So both both of those. I mean, that one could have been mentioned as well. Well, okay, that's WWE, that was my honorable mention was the first Bullet Club Gold versus FTR. Yeah. Match, the one that went to a draw. I like that yeah. one better, but that's just me. Uh, you know, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I think that's a very you can make a case. Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte at WrestleMania. Amazing match. Amazing match. Um, mm-hmm. Trish Stratus versus Becky Lynch. The cage match that they had. I, I forgot the pay per view. Was it Money in the Bank? I, I didn't write that down, but. That was an amazing match as well. A couple others. Gunther versus Sheamus versus Drew at WrestleMania, the triple threat that they had, was really, really good. And two others that are probably going to be a little, because they weren't pay-per-view matches. Rhea versus Natalia on Raw, there was a match that they had. I remember, I don't know, Kayon, you remember, I, I talked to you about it, saying this was one of the best women's matches I've seen in a long, yeah. long time. Oh, I Definitely. believe it, though. I got to go and back and watch that one. Gunther versus Shorty Gable. Uh, as I like to call him, on Raw they had uh, for the IC title was also really really good. So there was a couple honorable mentions, but obviously Gunther is involved in a lot of the great matches because I think he is overall the best worker that they have in the company. Like overall, like because in ring stuff is almost flawless. Just a couple honorable mentions, but overall I think. I would have to agree that MJF and Danielson, the fact that they win an hour was the reason that I kind of, and it was a classic kind of storytelling match. They did a really good job. So that's why I kind of chose yeah. that one over some of the honorable mentions that I had. I'm really surprised gonna... at Robert because I thought Robert was going to pick Omega versus Will Ospreay at some pay-per-view that nobody saw. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good match too. That was good. That was good. My honorable mentions were, uh, like Vlad said, the Bullet Club Gold, Jay White, and Juice Robinson match against FTR. Also, I would throw in Ricky Starks against Danielson, the strap match. Yes, the strap match is so out. good. That should be mentioned, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's all I got. <laughs> what no about no you, WWE Robert? matches. No WWE matches. Wow. Mm. Okay. All right. So mine, I would put both of the FTR versus Bullet Club Gold matches on there. I do slightly favor the second one a little bit more, but I think both of them are fantastic. Now, Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes, uh, all the way up to the finish, I thought that match was terrific. Is this a shame that the the finish was such a downer? But everything (laughs) up to that point was fantastic, in my opinion. Uh, It had that big fight feel, and they really lived up to their potential to the two best in the business, right? So, man, I would say that would be an easy runner-up if it wasn't for how it ended. But prior to that finish, amazing, I want to say. I did also like Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn. The ring work was pretty good, but man, that crowd was hot. You know how like, people say the Rock Hogan match in WrestleMania, if you turn off the, the sound, it's actually made. garbage, but the fans made it made it what it was. Well, sure. I would say the Roman Reigns Sami Zayn match, not only was it actually good, the match itself was good, but the crowd was so into it. I was into it. I couldn't take my eyes off the screen. I was so invested sure. in that angle. 
and they just so happen to pull off a really good match as well. Yeah. One last honorable mention I would say would be the collision match between MJF and Kenny Omega, and that would be it. <laughs> okay. Mm. All right. That was a pretty good match too. All right. Well, that'll do it. If anybody wants to leave their comments for what they thought was their favorite wrestler or angle or match of the year, go ahead and do that. We'd be interested to hear from you guys. Hit subscribe and like. If you'd like to see more videos, if we're any kind of use to you, hopefully we'll help you kill some time if you're bored. Listen to some wrestling talk. Don't listen to any of those political podcasts that talk about real life and politics. All that stuff is nonsense. This is important. Okay, subscribe to this stuff. Absolutely. I agree. All right, we'll see you on the next video. Thank you, guys. Thank you to Vlad. Thank you to Robert for joining us today. We'll see you next time.